secret art of business? The creative side of our brain and the business side of our brain may seem like two separate entities, but they are actually interconnected and complementary. The creative side of our brain can bring fresh and innovative ideas to the table, while the business side of our brain can turn these ideas into practical and profitable solutions. By tapping into both the creative and business side of our brains, we can find a balance between risk-taking and practicality, leading to more success and fulfillment in both our personal and professional lives. I'm Katherine Lane Klein, entrepreneur and creative person, and in this podcast, we will hear success stories from people that are doing exactly that, and hopefully giving you ideas of how you can too. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I have the most amazing and dynamic guest, which is Claire Coder. Um, we go way back and your very humble beginnings, which really wasn't all that long ago when we think about it. But you have done so much in that time. You were a, a person I had to have on here because I just love your story and I find it so motivating and energizing for, for others, too. Um, I always talk to you and I'm like, damn, I'm not doing enough. <laughs> Oh, Catherine. Well, you're right. We met almost seven years ago when I yes. was first starting Amp Flow. And yes. I was lucky to be a part of a panel talking about mentorship with your business partner. Yes. And from there, yes. I was so lucky to be surrounded with love and mentorship by you and your team. So seven years later, I, I get to say thank you to you. Um, and I'm delighted to be on this podcast alongside you. Well, thank you, you so much. Um, just to kind of give some everybody a little bit of background on that, you know, we were given, my business partner and I, Kristen Harris, were given the opportunity to talk about mentorship on a big stage. And we had talked to you a couple of times and we're like, you know what? She has definitely benefited from not just, I'm hoping not just from us, but from others that she has reached out to as I've been shy to. So we dragged you up on stage in front of this big event and you got to talk about your experience and what you were doing. Um, and honestly, just to be a part of your journey is I'm, I'm very honored just to be mentioned in that. So thank you for that. Um, but Claire, your business is Antflow and I'm going to have you really talk about it because you are the best person to do that. Yes. So Catherine, seven years ago, I was living in Columbus, Ohio. I attended an event, started my period unexpectedly, went to the bathroom, and in the bathroom, there was a coin-operated tampon and pad dispenser, which when I unexpectedly got my period and I didn't have any period care, this was really unfortunate because who the hell carries quarters? Also, if toilet paper is offered for free, why aren't period products? Yes. And every woman who has experienced that, their heart just sunk when you said that because we've all run into that. Yes. And actually, there was a national research study done by Nancy Kramer, also in Columbus, Ohio. And we found that 86% of people, of women, have started their period unexpectedly in public without a tampon or pad or without their period care of choice. Um, so in that moment of despair, I thought of the idea of what is now known as Amp Flow. And our business model is simple. We created a patented tampon and pad dispenser that's free then. So no coins, no turning of knobs. You press a button, you get a period product, just like toilet paper. Um, <laughs> and it dispenses our organic cotton tampons and pads. And we are now so proud to be in over 30,000 bathrooms across the United States, Canada, and the United Kingdom, ranging from every school in the state of Utah to large brands like Google, Netflix, and Apple. And just so people understand, and 
it is the companies that are paying for this, just like they would for toilet paper, for tissue, for pens. It's an office supply. It's an office supply. We are a for-profit company, just like your toilet paper, soap, paper towels, businesses and uh, schools and universities purchase our period products to offer at no cost to their students, employees and guests. Yeah. And you're, for lack of a better term, just sweeping the nation with not just this mission, but with your product, which I I think is phenomenal. Um, But I am going to ask, you know, before you became, and I'm going to make sure I get to fit this in here, before you became a founder, CEO on the Forbes 30 under 30, um, 40 under 40 here in Columbus, and a Theo Fellow, (laughs) what did little Clune do when she was a child? Catherine, I love this question. (laughs) What did I do when I was very little? When I was seven or eight, I was selling rocks. Like truly selling rocks. I would paint a little bit of something on it. And then I would charge $5 for a rock. And people would buy them. Who is more of a goon here? Um, uh, But that was... It was so delightful and so fun. And I found a lot of joy in bringing other people joy. They didn't purchase the rock because it was valued at $5. They purchased the rock because they liked the story. They liked that I was out there on the side of the road. They liked my small little design on the rock. And that's how I think about our business today. Tampons and pads are a commoditized product. Janitorial products are a commodity. How can we make the experience better? How can we make the process of buying more delightful? And how can we make sure that people are smiling throughout the entire process? So from rocks to tampons and pads, the philosophy doesn't change. I love it. I love it. And I I love that you have, you know, changed the message of that where it is seen as um, a necessity for a lot of places. It's like you're doing a great job supplying people with towels. But mm-hmm. you might you might have overlooked this one thing, you know, that has been going on since the beginning of time um, and how it's going to make your um, your employees feel seen, how how they're going to feel more welcomed when it's events, when it's schools, just to have one less worry. Um, so well, I know it's I know it's there, so I'm not going to even freak out about it. Um, so I, I, I just love that that whole message is is in there as well. I'm going to go back to the rock. So for just a second, though. What made you want to paint rocks? <laughs> I'm an only child. The job of an only child is to self-entertain. And so I was doing everything. I was uh-huh. painting rocks. I was um, land- lighting ants on fire. I was um, like, I, you know, just all of it, all of it. I was an unruly child. I was an only child. And um, my job was to entertain myself. Unfortunately, there weren't a ton of other kids that lived in my neighborhood. So it was me and my imaginary friends building, building our empire. And I loved those moments of creativity and imagination and building in this world that for me felt very real, but truly was imaginary. Um, And that's what I did. That's what I did when I was a kid. I did it all. um, And I loved every minute of it. I love it. I really, really love it. All right. So you have and flow and it is, is growing like crazy and I'm sure it is very time consuming. But, um, meanwhile, um, 
do you get opportunities for yourself anymore to have fun, to enjoy things? And if so, what are those things? I'm in year seven of business now. So now I have some extra time. But Pat, you made, first, you made it to year five. That's the big first milestone. <laughs> right. When I, for the first five years, there wasn't time. And I know people like to talk about work-life balance and mental health. But when you are launching something, creating a category, breathing life into something that did not exist, there was no time. All of my energy, conversation, life revolved around keeping this idea alive. Um, So for the first five years, frankly, I didn't do much else outside of building what is now known as Flow. But now I am excited that seven years in, I do have some extra breathing room because I do have a team around me. I do have um, a, a board in an organization that breathes life into the business. And it's not just me trying to keep this thing alive. Mm-hmm. So now um, I'm excited to share that I started uh, coaching a softball team. I played softball growing up as well, which was such a delight. So I um, had my first season. It was a co-ed softball team called Pancake Batters. We came in last, but we had a blast. Um, and I, I, I dance. I teach Zumba. I've been taking more dance classes recently. And I really enjoy these moments. But I also recognize that it was okay for the first five years that I also wasn't able to do that because I was, I was doing something else, which was building this company. And I'm now proud and appreciative that the company does give me some time and bandwidth to experience those other outlets that frankly, I didn't participate in for a long period of time. I think that breathing room part is, is really, really important because you, you use the term very precisely and that, you know, you're breathing life back into something and, or, you know, when people do breathe life into their business or sometimes have to resuscitate it a little bit. And you're really, really candid where you're like, you know what, this was not, and I, I always love to say, oh, you're so lucky. This You make it look so easy and, and blah, blah, blah. But you were really candid recently and saying, you know what? It's hard. And I did struggle. and But I got through it. So when you were at a point, and you don't have to get into so much detail on what exactly occurred, but I, I think it would benefit every business owner or business leader to hear when you're at a point where you're like, okay, this is becoming a little critical. And I have to make a change. What was it that inspired you to do that? What was the place you went to in your own head? Or what did you do to just say, okay, you know, gloves off now, We're, it's going to be a bare fist fight. <laughs> um, what, what was it for you that got you there? Yeah. Well, in the seven years of building Amp Flow, there have been plenty of challenges. Every business yes. owner knows. Early days, the challenges were problems. As the business grows, the problems don't go away. They just become a lot more expensive and they become a lot more time consuming to solve. Um, And so throughout the years, one thing that I've learned about myself is that I actually really love back against the wall moments. Some people don't like that, but I really thrive in those moments where my back is up against the wall, everything is exposed, but I can see the whole room clearly. 
When your back is up against the wall, you can see everything playing out right in front of you. When you're standing in the middle of the room and everybody's dancing, that's fun and delightful, but you can't see everything. You can't see what's behind you. You can't see what's around you. And back against the wall moments is frankly what I grew up with. I lost my eyesight when I was in middle school. My retinas and my eyes detached and I was legally blind for a year. My back was up against the wall. I navigated through a lot of family challenges as I was growing up. I'm really grateful that my family is supportive of the business now, but they weren't supportive early on. And my back was up against the wall when I left university and my parents stopped talking to me. My entire childhood had a lot of challenges where my back was up against the wall. Frankly, that's where I became comfortable. And so for me, when I face business challenges like that, the world becomes really, really quiet. And I am able to approach the situation with so much clarity because I can see everything in front of me. Um, and that's what I continue to do. Look, even at year seven, and I'm, I am playing softball, I know there will still be challenges. <laughs> um, and I, I, might have to, I might have to bow out for a few of the games uh, to tackle the most important challenges. They don't go away. They just become more expensive. And thankfully, I have continued to build muscle so that I am prepared to tackle all of the challenges that come for the next seven years. I love that perspective because when you started describing that, I think I function the same way where um, just that analogy of like, I, I feel like I am on the outside looking in to my problem for a second and you start seeing, you know, like, I got to get across this room and you start seeing the path, like almost in some sort of a matrixy sort of way, like in the movie where it's like, oh, wait, 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 I'm like, let me just take a minute to breathe and I can see, I can see how we're going to get out of here. Um so I love, I love that analogy. And I, I'm going to welcome people to just say, you know, when you're in those situations, don't panic right away, <laughs> step back to the wall, maybe, and just look at all the different things, how they can all kind of play out. If I go this way, this is what's going to happen. If I go this way, it's going to happen, but maybe it's just like straight, straight and fast right through the door, you know, and, and kind of save your situation and yourself. But I'd love that. Let me ask you this while I'm thinking about this is what position do you play on your softball team? Well, growing up, I played catcher. Maybe, I, you know, back against the wall. I'm <laughs> truly back against the wall. <laughs> that I, is a player that sees everything. <laughs> sees everything. I love being able to see everything. Um, but interestingly, I have really enjoyed playing first base, which <gasps> I never played growing up. I was never even considered for the job of first base. But now I've really enjoyed it. Do you play softball, Catherine? I have not done it in years, but I, I do love the game a lot. Um, I, yeah, it's probably been about 20 years since I've actually Well, played. we're always recruiting for our softball team. <laughs> keep that in mind. I will keep that in mind. And I love that first base is also one of those very coveted positions, too, where you get to really um, be pivotal in how the game is is played because you have to be fast on your feet and you have to be aware of you know, base runners and all of that sort of stuff, you know, where the hits are going, you got to be, yeah. is my foot on the bag <laughs> while people yeah. are throwing the ball, all that sort of stuff. That's really, really fun. That's really fun. Now, um, for the future, what would you like to do either with the business or what sort of ambitious personal thing do you have? Well, from a business perspective, we 
are not done with our jobs until no one ever has to worry about getting their period in public. There are 10 million female commercial bathrooms in the United States, and we're in 30,000 of them. So there is an incredible market opportunity for us to tackle, and we are running so fast um, to make sure that no one ever has to worry about getting their period in public. So that's our business goal. We are so excited to tackle it. And every single day we are working towards making sure the world is better for people with periods, whether it be through policy, advocacy. Right now, there are roughly 20 states that have either funding or requirements for schools to offer free period products, which means we have 30 more states to go. There is truly so much opportunity for us to grow and for our world to adjust and make sure that people have access to these basic necessities, tampons and pads. So that's from a business perspective. From a personal perspective, I am really looking forward to flying first class one day. Catherine, I have to tell you, most of my travel is a millennial's dream. It's a Gen Z's dream. I travel constantly for work and it is exhausting. I am always in the back of the plane next to the toilet. Um, and, Me uh, too. Who I, are all these other people? Well, wait, who are all these other people? And I clearly have not, I, I have not hacked any of the airlines correctly because like, I travel so much. The fact that I have never been upgraded is a travesty. <laughs> Please, somebody call Delta or American after this and help a girl out. Um, you can, you can point, I'm pointing points because eventually you can upgrade to first class, I think. I'm not doing it right. None of it is. I'm not doing any of it right. I am not hacking the airline correctly. I'm not collecting the points adequately. If there is a listener that can help me figure this out, that'd be great. So um, personally, I would really love to ride first class on a leisure trip and extend the trip without exhaustion. Because I have extended trips, you know, after a trade show, you extend the trip and you're like, oh, that'll be great. We'll go out after the trade show and we'll have a weekend after the trade show. But once you've trade showed for three days in Las Vegas, you are fried. Right. (laughs) Um, Right. So um, personally, that is what I am looking forward to, Catherine. And I believe that it is somewhere in my future. I would first say start collecting points from the airlines because I, the only time I ever flew first class and it was for leisure was because somewhat my husband collects the points and he upgraded myself and my daughter to first class um, with, with those points. And it's, it was really the only way that we could have done it. And there's really no other way to fly. (laughs) It will spoil you forever, for sure. But yeah, once in a lifetime, everybody should have that opportunity. But I, like I said, it would not have happened had he not collected the points. So you might want to, you know, if you have time when you check in at the next time, go to the counter and just say, you know what? I fly with you all the time. How do I get the points? <laughs> Help me with the points. Help me with the points. I need my partner to be like your husband and help me figure that out. Be the point yes, collector on yes. my behalf. <laughs> Delegate. Delegate. That's what we do. We run the business and we have to delegate some of these other things to other people, which is funny. Other uh, things that I, since I did just drop in, you know, mentioning my daughter, there was nothing that brought me more joy when she came home one day from school and she said, mom, your friend's things are in our bathroom now. And I'm like, your friend's things. 
You know, Catherine, I have to say, I have heard so many unique ways to refer to period products. My friend's things is a unique one. So shout out to your daughter. She met you. For, uh, she met you. My, you're you're my friend and your things are in my in her bathroom. My things. My I like things. I twist on it too. Yeah. Yeah. So good. That, yeah, I was I was very happy for you. And like I said, oh, yeah, she got in, you know, um, because I obviously am a woman and I appreciate all that you do. And I have I as growing up, I mastered the toilet paper roll, <laughs> you know, in an emergency and all that sort of stuff. So just making people's lives just a little bit easier. And I'm going to also say I would like to take a moment to applaud all the businesses that have agreed that this is important and they're working with you to make this possible for women because it is a game changer, whether or not they realize it. It's it's a big deal. And they are um, really delivering a great service by offering that in their bathrooms. So yeah. huzzah to in them. Schools in, yes. And schools in Ohio, um, we're both sitting here in Ohio. Schools in Ohio now have access to $5 million in funding from the state to procure period products to offer for free in schools, which is so powerful. Your Mm -hmm. daughter's school um, was ahead of the curve. They did this before it was um, funded and a requirement. So yay, shout out to your school for being ahead of the pack. We're then City Schools, Sylvania City Schools, all those school districts have already implemented. But now if your school, if you're listening and you have a kiddo in an Ohio school, you can help advocate to make sure that your school does implement Flow period products. And it is funded by the state now. So it's really exciting. Ohio now has the largest state-funded period product program in the United States, which is really, that- really special. That is fantastic. And yes, it is very special. So if um, you are in a state that that is not the case, you might want to talk to one of your reps. Um, it, How can you say no to this? <laughs> Honestly, um, it's again, it's so simple and it affects so many of your constituents. Um, and it, it's just going to be a, a help for, for everyone. So yeah, if you haven't already done this, follow Claire's message and talk to somebody right now about how you can get this for free, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, I had one other thing I wanted to mention. Uh, oh, I know what it was. Uh, I recently saw that you are doing a lot more speaking engagements. How are you liking that? (laughs) Oh, Catherine, (laughs) I love the part of my job where I have the opportunity to evangelize Amplow. What we have built is so special at Ant Flow. And the more people that know about freely accessible period products, the more people implement. What's interesting about our business is oftentimes we are selling to people who don't menstruate. The director of facilities, the head of custodial services, your local janitor. Those people don't normally menstruate, and those are our customers. And so the opportunity to speak about AMP Flow is really important because those folks might never have considered implementing free period products because they don't menstruate. And so speaking about the company and about the journey has been really helpful in expanding our mission of making sure no one ever has to worry about getting their period in public. That said, I am still a operating CEO. And so I am finding that balance of speaking about the business and working in the business and navigating that is always um, a fun adventure because I recognize there are duties on both sides. 
Oh, absolutely. I would imagine you're in high demand on all all aspects. <laughs> I want to hear her talk. And I, if I'm going to buy this, I want I want Claire to come and I want her to tell me. So some of that stuff has got to be kind of hard to even delegate because they want to talk to the the chief in charge, which is you. Yes. Thankfully, we have a great team around us who is able to support um, on a variety of functions um, so that I do not have to be involved in every single meeting. But you're right. There are some clients that still appreciate that personal touch from the CEO that require that personal touch from the CEO. And I'm delighted to do that as well. Uh, But I'm also excited to support our team and being able to drive the opportunities so that it isn't just me. The business is now greater than me. Antflow used to just be me. It was me in a car driving around and delivering tampons. It is no longer just me. And I'm so proud that now the company is, is bigger than me so that we can continue to live on um, without me being involved in every meeting, every conversation, every decision. That is so great and a great evolution of leadership and how to grow a business. So I, I'm, as you know, I'm a huge fan. I am so honored that you, ca- you came and talked and on this podcast and told your story. Um, I think it's, very, it's a very strong story for a lot of people who are starting out and really believing in what they do and being, you know, persistent and relentless and slightly invincible to make this happen and, and really kind of create something out of nothing, which is so freaking awesome. And it's such a game changer for people too. Like I said, you're, the, you're a purpose-driven company for sure. And um, there's so many people that benefit, which is really, really awesome. So thank you so much, Claire. And we will have to try and get together at some point and just get into a little more of the, the catch-up, nitty-gritty personal stuff. Um, but in the meantime, enjoy this ne- your next softball game. Thank you so much, Catherine. I so appreciate being on your podcast, and <laughs> we'll talk with you soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. The Secret Art of Business is supported by Portfolio Creative. Portfolio Creative is a recruiting and staffing company specializing in finding marketing talent. Go to PortfolioCreative.com to get started in finding your next marketing person or your next job. We are experts. We are creative. We are good humans. Please subscribe or follow this podcast to get the latest episodes. And let me know if there's someone you think of that would be a great guest on the show. Here we can build a community that believes creativity and drive can work together.